presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for high school sports. This is Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN. Well, we're still here, even with the possibly historic cold temperatures outside with wind chill that could get as high as below 20 degrees. This is Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN. I'm AJ Shaw, back with you again after uh, a hiatus for me. I was back home in Chicago, but glad to be back here in the beautiful Flint Hills, even with all the snow and <laughs> the cold weather. Of course, we're brought to you by the great folks at WTC Communications. WTC keeping you connected with the fastest fiber network internet speeds. Get your home or business in the game with WTC online at WTCKS.com. By the way, pardon my voice. I'm a. Uh, recovering from a cold so that's why my usually beautiful sounding voice is not as beautiful sounding today but uh we'll manage through it i uh, got sports center on here in the corner and uh they're talking about the historic cold temperatures for tonight's kc playoff game against miami and by the way i know we've been getting a lot of questions from folks on our facebook page at news radio kman uh starting tonight at six o'clock kman will have exclusive coverage of the playoff game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins starting at 6 o'clock with the pregame. Mitch Holtis will be on the call for that one with the kickoff at 7. So don't spend all your money on Peacock, folks. Uh, If you've already put your money into Peacock, maybe there's a way you can get out of that subscription, but do not put your money into Peacock. K-Man has you covered. We'll have the Chiefs playoff game for you here for for free because we love you here at K-Man, and we don't want to have to make you... Uh, spend all your money on a service that you're probably never going to use after tonight. So definitely tune in for the playoff game. Plus, Mitch Holtis is a better announcer than some of these national guys. Come on, guys. T- tune in and listen to one of the best guys in all of the National Football League when it comes to announcing. Former K-State guy, we love Mitch Holtis, and K-Man loves you. So tune in uh, for that game at 6 o'clock. Uh, that is something we definitely want to wanted, wanted to offer to you guys, especially in these cold temperatures. Uh, if you are going out to the Chiefs game, layers, lots of layers. Do uh, do not uh, do not try to go out there and say, "Oh, I'm tough. I don't need to wear this." No, layers, layers, layers. Be careful out there. Drive safely. Drive slow. If you are going to the game tonight, all right. Let's dive now into um, high school stuff. A lot of games getting postponed this week. So this week, uh, we had an opportunity to sit down with some of the coaches across the area, especially with the. Twin Valley League tournament starting, of course, the first round of action being postponed today. Manhattan Highs games being postponed last night against Washburn Rural. They'll be back on Tuesday against Emporia starting at 6 o'clock. And uh, K-Man's, K-Man's Troy Coverdale had an opportunity to sit down with Manhattan girls coach Scott Mall. Let's uh, start, first of all, with the fact that now you find yourself in a stretch where when you get back to game action, it'll be Tuesday night after having a lengthy period off from playing game action. Any concerns on keeping momentum with what you've been able to do thus far? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's tough because, uh, one, we didn't get very many practices this week. We, we practiced, well, we didn't practice at all until... Thursday, so instead of getting four days to get ready for Washburn Rural, we had one. Of course, then didn't get to play anyway. Uh, so that's tough to not have any practice time, and then you know turn right around, and then we have to go to Emporia, which will be a really tough game on Tuesday. So we're going to have to get our stuff together in a hurry. One of the things that stands out in looking at that schedule, not only do you have Emporia next week, you also make the trip to Stillwell to take on Blue Valley, 
and they're off to a very strong start as well this year. And then you follow it up with tournament play the week following. You're entering into a really tough stretch of your schedule. Yeah, definitely. When you, you know, if we would have got to play Washington Rural, you know, Washington Rural has two losses on the season. Uh, and we turn around, go to Emporia with one loss. Then we go to Blue Valley, who has one loss. It's all very, very good teams. And then you go to the uh, McPherson tournament, it's always very, very tough. So you know, we're in a stretch where we're really going to have to, you know, find out how we patch up against some really good teams. That said, one of the things that your team is doing is playing with a lot of confidence right now, especially defensively. Talk about the ability to press the way that they are this season and be able to get back to a style of defense that you've always liked to have your teams play. Yeah, the girls have really done a good job. We made some kind of adjustments in what we do, and um, we did a good, good job. We have some girls that really want to get after it and go after a steal. We're getting better at better at anticipating. You know, we're not bad at finding a time to trap and put on pressure, but you know, it's been a, a work in progress for the girls not trapping to see where the ball is likely to go. And I think our girls are getting better and better at that all the time. One of the things that does stand out about your team is that you also are able to go so very deep with this roster. You're not limited in terms of the numbers of players that you're able to throw, even to the point of playing a freshman every once in a while. Yeah, we've had some good depth and uh, kind of a balanced depth in that we've got you know seniors, juniors, sophomores, and like I said, even a freshman that can come in and play. And we've gotten a good lift from a lot of them off the bench, you know, like Janie Hilter has come off the bench, seems like when we need a big basket, she's coming hit and, and hit some big baskets. And you know, but there are a lot of girls that have come in and fit in and, and come in and be aggressive without worrying about you know their playing time. When you take a look at what you have gotten this season thus far from Maxine Deering, one of the things that continues to stand out to me is how well she rebounds with not being one of the tallest players, just an athletic player in what she's able to accomplish. Last year, she joined your team partway through the season because of a soccer injury having cost her early on, and I don't know that she really ever hit her stride in what she was able to do. This year, she's really been able to pick that up. Yeah, you could really see how much we missed her last year. You know, I remember when she came up as a freshman, we had a team that was very, oh, smooth, very, very, uh, I don't know, consistent. And she would come in and lift the energy level when she came in and did that as a sophomore. Last year, we really missed that. You know, she missed the whole first half of the season when she went, when she came back. She wasn't really in game shape because it just was impossible for her to do so with her injury. And so, and then we kind of wore her out. So she didn't really get that, that spark. And this year, you know, she was able to play this summer and play well, and she's gotten more and more comfortable. But she's just always been that girl who just gets after it. She goes and rebounds. She's worked and been a better and better outside shooter and been a better ball handler all the time. But you know, she just, she's just kind of epitome of what our senior class is usually like between her and, and Emery Rollison and Leah Jimenez. They all are just those, that kind of kid. They just come in and just get after it all the time. As you look ahead to the tournament at McPherson, you mentioned how tough it usually is. What does the field look like? Yeah, well, you know, start with McPherson, who's always really good. Uh, uh, Olathe South is in it. They have a really good team. They have an excellent freshman. They're undefeated right now. Uh, Shawnee Mission East has a really good team. They're in it for the first time that I can remember. They have a scorer who can 
And she's averaging about 23 a game who can hit from anywhere. And, you know, a smaller school like Clearwater, you know, they have an excellent player in Elizabeth Jaden, but they had some good young players. You know, they are having a real good season. You know, they could go into that tournament with maybe one, maybe two teams at the most that don't have winning records. One of the things that stands out about that tournament year in and year out is it is always such a good mix of different size schools. It it really allows for you get to get a feel for even what some of the smaller schools are doing. Yeah, most definitely. And the you know the ones that play in it are always really good schools, and they have no fear about stepping in and playing a five A school or a six A school. They're just got they're complete competing. And we've had good games with Clearwater before. We played like Wellington and had good games with them. Uh, you know, they're just always really competitive team. You know, years ago that McPherson tournament had even smaller teams in it before they kind of opened up when teams like Little River and and uh, those type of teams got in, boy, there's some good basketball there. That's one of the great things about this state is that there is always such good basketball at every level. Yeah, most definitely. They're just, you know, there's a lot of good teams up and down, and there's just some places that are always good. Just basketball is just a almost a religion about those towns. You don't drive through the town and not see a basketball hoop at every, at every house. And so there's just some good teams wherever you play. Final thought from you before we wrap this up. You mentioned the fact that Emporia is the next challenge in front of you. Tell us a little about how you see the Spartans. Well, they're they're a very senior-dominated bunch. They have, I don't know, maybe 10 seniors on their team. Uh, very, very good. They're, they're not really big, but they're, they, play, they play like their coach played back when she was in high school at <laughs> Emporia in that they play very, very, very physical. They're going to lean on you and get after you and have – Addie Kermer's been a good player for them since she was a freshman in sophomore. And she's really stepped up her game, but they really played together really well. Again, they play very physical defense. They do a lot of things on offense where they attack, and they just have a lot of girls with a lot of experience. And and they're you know uh, Hayden beat them early on the season, and then they turned around and won at Hayden. So that was their only loss was early against Hayden, but they're playing very very well. That was Manhattan. Manhattan High girls coach Scott Mall with our own Troy Comerdale. Thanks to him for helping us out here on Scoreboard Saturday. Uh, you got Manhattan girls, as mentioned. They had their game against Washburn Rural postponed last night. Still no makeup announced for that one yet. They got Emporia a 6 o'clock tip here on K-Man on Tuesday. And uh, then, of course, they have their uh, next contest with Blue Valley before that big tournament down in, down in McPherson. Coming up next... We'll then over to Frankfurt. Talk with Frankfurt boys coach Adam Schreiner. It's all coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by WTC Communications. We're back here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN. I'm your host, AJ Shaw. Made the trek down from the other side of Manhattan on this blustery cold Saturday. Hope everyone is staying warm, staying safe. If you do have to get out on the roads, please be careful. Drive with caution. There's a lot of blustery snow out uh, throughout the city of Manhattan or wherever you're at. But be careful. Do not drive like a crazy person. Uh, And please be careful. And of course, uh, we mentioned it in the first segment. We do have Chiefs playoff coverage for you at 6 o'clock tonight here on K-Man. 7 o'clock kickoff against the Dolphins from Miami. 
Got to say, the Chiefs, I know weather advantage is, you know, people say, oh, that's just a myth in football, but the Chiefs have a weather advantage coming into this one. Other games going on today on K-Man at 1230, K-State women's basketball. Boy, you better turn in for this one. If you can't make it down to Bramlage, uh, number 12, K-State women's basketball against one of the best teams in the country, number 10, Texas. Their women's basketball program's coming in from Austin. Pre-game at 1230 here on News Radio KMAN, and then at 3 o'clock we'll join in progress for K-State men's basketball, which is down in Lubbock as they take on Texas Tech. So a big sports day for us. Tomorrow we have a triple header of NFL playoff games coming up starting at noon. we got the Steelers and Bills. That's going to be another one that's going to be incredibly cold. Uh, we got the Packers and Cowboys, and then the Rams and Lions. Matt Stafford makes his return uh, to Detroit, just like Tyreek Hill's making his return to KC with the Dolphins tonight. Uh, so we'll have all those playoff games for you right here on K-Man, the triple header of playoff games starting at noon tomorrow. All right, we're now going to head over to the Twin Valley League. And Mitch Fortner had an opportunity to sit down with Frankfurt boys coach Adam Schreiner, whose team is about to take their talents over to Onega for the TVL tournament. The first round of action uh, canceled today because of the weather, but they're expected to kind of start back up at some point next week, most likely on Monday or Tuesday. Coach Schreiner, of course, having an opportunity to talk with our own Mitch Fortner. Mitch Fortner now joined by Frankfurt boys head coach Adam Schreiner, first-year head coach with the Wildcats here on Scoreboard Saturday. First of all, Coach, really appreciate your time. Your team is off to a 4-3 and three start. That earns you a nine seed on the boys' side of the TVL tournament, which was scheduled to start today. But, of course, due to the weather, that's been postponed. And as we record this, we don't have a date yet for the first games. But before we take a look at the TVL tournament, let's focus on the start of your season. Again, I said you're four and three. What has been the identity of your team so far? What are the good things you're doing right now? Well, um, one of the things that we've tried to key on and stuff is just rebounding and limiting turnovers. And I think the kids have bought into that. For the most part, we've won the rebounding war through most games, not all of them, but they're at least competing and focusing on that. And then, you know, we're averaging around 12 turnovers, a little, a little over that, which is. 12 is where we want to be and under. So the kids have really bought into understanding of taking care of the ball and rebounding some of those things that, you know, get overlooked at times. But they're they're trusting in that and continuing to work on it. Now, when it comes to these Frankfurt student-athletes, I'm sure there's a, some na- a few names that our local listeners would recognize because we do recognize Frankfurt as one of our local schools. And they are up for the K-Man Student-Athlete of the Week honor. And there's it's year after year there's at least one Frankfurt basketball player that gets that award during uh, the winter season. To get to four and three, who have been some key contributors to getting to this uh, four and three start? Well, we've had different contributors um, with different things, but scoring wise so far, um, Wes Anderson has really stuck out. He shoots the ball extremely well and finds his way to the rim, you know, and then rebounding Lane Wiseau has really stuck out as far as crashing the boards hard and everything, but. Realistically, when I look at our team, I see five, a nucleus of five out there that can really compete, and it could be anyone, any game. You know, they all have different skill sets. Carter can attack the rim, Ty can shoot the ball, and Fred is really developing a nice post game. And then we got about three of them that are going to come, be coming off the bench and stuff that I think can even contribute. But, you know, for kind of sticking out, I would say Wes right now with his shooting and then Lane with his rebounding. You've played seven games so far, and five have been on the road. How has your team handled a lot of road games so far in this schedule? Yeah, that's something that, 
you know, we played down in that Alma tournament, and that Alma tournament is a great tournament to be in. But that, you know, you start at Pawnee City, and then you go three games down there at Alma, and it's just you get your time on the road, get your time to spend with each other and stuff. But there's nothing like playing at home. We got a great home crowd, you know, so we really enjoy playing at home and you know doing things that those the community can be proud of. But those away games give you an opportunity to kind of grow together. Adam Schreiner is our guest. He is the boys' head coach for the Frankfurt Wildcats here on Scoreboard Saturday out of the Twin Valley League. Coach, I'd like to get your opinion on what Keisha announced a couple of days ago, and that is it is a school-by-school decision, but they've opened up the opportunity for next year for a trial run for a shot clock. Now, I don't, I wouldn't imagine you'll see a whole lot of that in, in uh, 1A basketball, but, I mean, if you had the opportunity, is that something you'd like to try out? Yeah, that's something for me. That just fits my personality. I like the idea of a shot clock. Um, I think it can develop different skill sets in basketball players that can kind of help stand out and stuff. But on the flip side, you know, I understand not wanting it, and I understand how it might take away from the game. But just fitting my personality, I think a shot clock would be great. Coach, like we mentioned earlier, your Frankfurt boys will be the nine seed in the TVL tournament in Onega, which was scheduled to start today, but it's been postponed. So your game against Blue Valley will be pushed back a day or two now. You've already played Blue Valley earlier this year. The Rams got the victory in game one. Now you got the rematch. What challenge are you expecting in game number two against the Rams? Oh, I expect it'll be a hard-fought game. You know, Blue Valley's a tough team. They're well-coached. They're athletic and shoot the ball well. But, you know, I think just like any team, you get beat once. You always relish that opportunity to go back and get it back. So... We know it's going to be a challenge. We know it's going to be hard-fought and kind of an up-tempo game, but I think the players are looking forward to it, you know, to go see if they can can stack up against them and see what they can do. Are you a fan of the mid-season tournament where it's all league teams playing each other, where it's you can play four games in seven days? Yeah, me, me personally, growing up from Frankfurt and being in this league, I absolutely love it. You know, we, we stress to the kids, like, you're almost getting a state tournament in the middle of the season. The only thing I would say is that sometimes the TBL tournament, the atmosphere, because the communities know each other and there's such great rivalries and competitions that sometimes I think even the TBL tournament might have a better atmosphere than a state tournament. But you get great games, great actions, and it's right there in the middle of a long season You know, where, where you get to kind of see where you stack up. And me personally, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I remember 10 years ago, roughly, I called a back-to-back Twin Valley tournaments in various areas, of course, and I totally agree um, with the atmosphere. If you get the right matchups at the right time, it does create some amazing atmospheres, especially when you get into those later games, championship games and whatnot. Well, it's great to have you back in the area, and uh, great to have you representing Frankfurt High School, and it was great to talk to you here on Scoreboard Saturday. Really appreciate your time, and best of luck with the Twin Valley League Tournament. Thank you. We appreciate all the coverage and everything you do for our athletes in school, so thank you. That's Frankfurt Boys Head Coach Adam Schreiner here on Scoreboard Saturday. We're back to A.J. Shaw. And thank you, Mitch Fortner, for that. Thanks, of course, to Coach Schreiner, who was able to help us out on just short notice. Uh, kind of tough with some of the schools being off due to the weather. We had some interviews lined up, and then we just couldn't get them together. Uh, Coach Schreiner, however, we reached out to him pretty early, and uh, it's always great to sit down and talk with these coaches, especially our area coaches. Uh, Mitch mentioned something about the shot clock. 
Uh, we are going to discuss that in our next segment, as well as sit down with Axel Boys coach Jason Tynan. It's all going to be coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by WTC Communications. We're back here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN. I'm your host, A.J. Shaw. Glad to be back here in the MHK, the Little Apple. Had an opportunity in our first two segments to sit down with Manhattan girls coach Scott Mall and Frankfurt boys coach Adam Schreiner. We'll sit down next with Axel boys coach Jason Tynan here in segment three. I also mentioned something, and Mitch mentioned it in his interview with Coach Schreiner, about a shot clock that was approved for a trial run in 2024-25. Now, interestingly enough... Only classes 6A and 5A have agreed to adopt a a shot clock. A 47 to 22 vote means that classes 6A and 5A will indeed use a trial run of a 35-second shot clock in 2024-25. However, the total vote for all classes did not favor implementation, a 116 to 279 vote. So overwhelmingly, it was a no vote. But the executive board in this press release from Keisha out of Topeka uh, said they felt comfortable seeing how the shot clock would work on a trial basis, but did not feel like only allowing it for a couple of classes, which led to a trial plan for all classes. So 6A and 5A vote in favor of it, but the rest do not. Uh, You heard Coach Schreiner in that last segment. He said he was in favor of it, but he understood why some wouldn't like it. I'm all in favor for it. And as somebody who's called my fair share of high school games, eh, at times you're like, oh, boy, why is there no shot clock? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think it's going to be successful. And, you know, hopefully Keisha gets good results from it and people are in favor of it. And uh, overall, it works out well in the end. So, yeah, a shot clock approved for trial run in 24-25. Uh, 5A and 6A voted in favor, 47-22. But overall, most people were against it, 116-279. to 279, But they are going to go ahead and try it next year because the executive board is interested in one. All right. We mentioned Jason Tynan, the head coach of Axtell, Axtell boys coach. He sat down with Mitch Fortner here on Scoreboard Saturday. Mitch Fortner on Scoreboard Saturday with Axtell boys head coach Jason Tynan. Coach, first of all, congratulations on your 6-0 and start. Uh, looking back at last year, your team made it to the state tournament. You finish in fourth place. I'd just like to know what that experience was like, taking a talented team all the way to the state tournament. Uh, it was a great experience for our community. Uh, we hadn't been, been to state in the last like four or five years, and so getting back there and great bend, um, I don't know if, as far as atmospheres in the state of Kansas, I know I've been at Fort Hayes when it was back one division. I've been to Dodge City. I've been in Bramlage. But uh, just the atmosphere at Great Bend was fantastic for a small school. Uh, the gym was packed. It was loud in there. It was intense. And so it was a great, great experience for our kids. Uh, they loved it. Uh, you know, we didn't come out how we wanted to come out. Uh, you know, every, every team dreams when you get there to get to the – get the trophy coming out of there and uh, we did played a really good buckling team first round and we got a win there and then uh, we stumbled against Lebo and then you know that fourth place game it's kind of one of those that it's kind of team that bounces back first and you know I think that we had our eyes so set on being in the championship game that uh, we weren't able to recover but then I don't blame the kids for that and uh, but uh, 
was a great experience and something we learned from, and I think we're taking it into this year. We returned four starters on that team, and I think they all kind of have that idea that they want to get back there, and uh, they're working hard to get to make that a possibility. Yeah, it's a pretty strong possibility. You start out real strong with six and one. You do. You had a six-game winning streak starting the year. Do lose to Clifton Clyde at home back on the fifth. But you know, six and zero, six and zero start is excellent. It gets you a four seed in the TVL tournament. Just looking at this season of work so far, the body of work. What is it that couple of things that your team is doing really well so far? You know, one of the things that it kind of always always me is our shooting because uh, we we lose about fourteen, fifteen practices before. Because our team, our football team makes it so far, and they've won three straight, straight titles. Mm-hmm. And so we're always kind of worried about our shooting, just getting our legs underneath us. And really, we're shooting the ball really, really well. Uh, and uh, that's kind of a, been, uh, you know, been a blessing in disguise. And I hope that continues. And, but, uh, you know, and the other thing, we're defensively, we're doing really well. I know that, you know, we lost the other night, but we've given up 50 points to a Cook and Clyde team. That's averaging about 67. I mean, we did our job there. Uh, you know, we held a lot of their kids under their average. Uh, the Scotia kid got, got, got above his average, just a few. And, but, you know, we did our job there. Offensively, we'll come. And that's the thing I keep having to tell the kids is that, you know, we're 14, 15 practices behind. So our offense, you know, that's the last thing to come and the kind of sequence of things is just the flow and figuring out who you are. You know, we did lose. Isaac Deadweiler, and I know he's a big piece to the puzzle uh, last year and kind of our floor general, and we lost that. And it, it, it the first time it kind of really showed was the other night. We just, we just, you know, got, got out of context a little bit and we didn't, weren't doing what we wanted. And, you know, the offensive side will come and they just have to trust the process and realize that, you know, we'll figure out who's doing what, when they're doing what, and where they're doing what, uh, you know, as the season progresses. But, you know, we're, we're getting there and, you know, I like where we're at, and we, TBL tournament's always a great challenge for any team in the TBL, and so we'll keep building and try to try to progressively get better throughout the season. You mentioned yeah, Axtell football. They now have the longest winning streak in Kansas of 39 games, and they've won now three straight titles. And you got a couple of those football players on the team. Let's shout out those individuals who have been uh, the key contributors so far this year. Who who are the standouts right now? Well, right now, you know, Brandon Snowley is all is you know he's you know and he's averaging about 15 points a game. Uh, he's done a really good job. Last year he played post for us because we lost our six foot four post player, and then now he's moving back out to a guard. Uh, and Eli Brockman has done a great job. He's averaging about 13. And then our a sophomore for us is Colin Shaughnessy. He's kind of stepped up uh, to replace some roles, and he's averaging about 13. And then you know, uh, some some Grady Bussing and Grant Bussing, they're kind of senior post players. They're only two seniors, and, you know, they kind of hold their own there in the middle and do their job. And then some underclassmen and Wyatt Detweiler and Logan Sandman, as well as an upperclassman, Dalton Snell, Dalton Heinen, have kind of filled those, those that role as what our rotation is going to be. And, you know, one of the things, like, our JV 7-0, that's kind of one of the best records. And so... We have some depth, and we have some guys that are trying to still figure it out uh, where we need, where we belong, and uh, that's the hard part about losing those practices is you're trying to figure out stuff on the fly there in games. But they're all doing a great job. Uh, I like their effort in practice. I like their effort in games. And like I said earlier, like we're, we just got to keep building that. Then you know the offensive side of things will come. And you know when you get to postseason play, 
you got to score in the half court. And early in the season, we were able to get out in transition or a little bit run. And Clifton Kai did a really good job of keeping us out in transition. And so that's why we struggled to score a little bit in that game. But, you know, I'm not worried about anything with that. I think that that'll come around once we develop some roles a little bit. But, you know, I really like where we're headed. Jason Tynan is our guest. He's the boys' head coach of basketball at Extel. His team is currently 6-1. and one. Before I look at the TVL tournament, I want to ask you about, I've been asking all the coaches uh, their opinion on this, and that is why Keisha passed earlier this week, and that's a trial run for shot clocks. Starting next year, it be a 35-second shot clock, and it's based by school. A school can make the decision if they want to try it out or not. So Extel has the individual decision to make heading into next year. If you had a say on adopting the shot clock or not, would you be in favor of it? Uh, most most definitely. I'm probably one of the big proponents of it. I just, you know, I know I hear the uh, other side of it where they, they you know, say it's going to ruin the game. Uh, actually, I, I'm the, on the opposite side. I think it will help benefit the game. Uh, you know, the big thing is that when you, the, you put a shot clock in, the skill, skill set has to improve, and I think that will force force coaches to really work on the dribbling, passing, and shooting, and move and shooting to the fundamental side of things, just to get things rolling. And then when it breaks down, I think the biggest worry is that it's going to go one on one. But coaches adapt. You watch the college game. You know, once that shot clock gets down around twelve, uh, thirteen, you know they're running sets to get their guys shots. And I think that's just what high school coaches will have to do. Uh, and it's not going to be the one on one game that you think it's going to be, but. I'm a pro for speed up the game. Uh, we we like to play fast, but we're not worried about that. You know, we do a drill most every day in practice with a 12 second shot clock. We want to get a shot off in 12 seconds, and you know, I think that's one of the things that makes the game a little bit more fun for the fans. And uh, when it, you know, we played a 50 to 34 game the other day, and I, I mean, the energy in the gym wasn't as great as it was when you play a. 65 to 60 game and so you definitely want to see scoring as a fan and i think like the score you gotta you you know you gotta you gotta speed it up a little bit and think about this this is my perception of it uh you know 50 years ago 40 years ago 30 years ago you look back at score bucks and you'll see scores they weren't in the 30s and 40s uh, i look at actual score bucks when they played in a cracker box gym that was mm-hmm. you know 64 feet by 30 feet and the scores were in the seventies back in the early nineties. And you're thinking, how, how did they score here? But, uh, I think the skill set was so much improved because they had to play in such a small, small environment that they had to go here. And I think that's the next step for high school basketball is just improving that skill set. And once the skill set improves, the shot clock won't matter. If you look at it, most games the shot comes up in the first 20 to 30 seconds. Anyway, very seldom does it not. So I don't think it'll be that big a difference. I think people are just scared of the change when they say shot clock. Well, Coach, before we wrap up, and I agree with everything you say about the shot clock, I think that'd be a great thing for high school hoops. But before we wrap up, uh, let's just take a look at the TVL tournament. You are four seats, so you get a bye in the first round. You await the winner of Troy and Onega. This is a great opportunity to catapult your team with momentum into the rest of the season. How much are you looking forward to this year's TVL tournament? I always uh, kind of downplayed a little bit. It's just games, but... Uh... At the same time, it means something to the kids. They want to win it, uh, you know. And you know, we talk about it's a building, you know, like you said, like a slingshot to the rest of the year. And I do think that made a big difference last year. Uh, we won the TBL tournament, and it kind of slingshotted us into uh, February. And so, 
I do think it's, you know, something that you have to look at. You, you know, the nice thing is, like, if you get it past that first day, you get past, you're going to play three, you know, three tough games. And this year we're fortunate enough to have a bye. So, you know, Troy, and then if we would get past Troy, we'd, you know, you know, potentially play a Clifton Clyde team or a Blue Valley team that, that, that'll be tough. And that's the thing is you just get, you get battle tested in this tournament. And that's the greatest thing about it. It prepares you for substate. And if you're lucky enough, it prepares you for state. So, you know, we look forward to it at setting time. Uh, you know, now with the being postponed a little bit, it's going to make everything a little congested a little bit, kind of even more of a substate pill. So that's kind of a good thing. And, you know, my, our kids are excited. I know they wanted to practice today and we didn't have school, so they didn't get to practice, but they were asking me when we get in the gym. So, you know, that's a good thing that they want to be in the gym. They want to get ready for it. So, uh, but it'll be a fun time. I think, I don't know what it is now, like 56 games and, and in five days. Uh, so it's a fun time and it's a fun time around the state. There's a lot of tournaments going on. So, uh, it's, it's a good time to be in Kansas for basketball. Yeah, no doubt. And when it comes to atmospheres and tournaments in Kansas, you get one of the best atmospheres in the TVL tournament this year, it's in Onega. But coach, again, congratulations on your start. You're six and one, and uh, looking forward to seeing how this team does moving forward. Appreciate your time, and hope to catch up with you soon. Thank you. All right, thank you so much for having me. That's Axel Boys head coach for basketball, Jason Tynan, and let's head back to AJ Shaw. Thank you again, Mitch. Axel head coach Jason Tynan, thanks for helping us out this week, coach. As his team will get a bye in the TVL tournament. We still don't know when the first day of action will be with the weather situation going on. Uh, speaking of weather, and speaking of also, I think, a complete ripoff, tonight, 6 o'clock here on K-Man, we will have Chief Playoff action as they take on the Miami Dolphins. A lot of storylines going into that one. Windchill expected up around negative 25 degrees is what I read. I might be a little bit wrong on that, but hey, if instead of having to you know get strong-armed by the NFL to... Uh, pay peacock all that money that for a service you probably never use tune into k-man it's absolutely free you can turn in listen to one of the best in mitch holtis who will be on the call for that one seven o'clock kick dolphins and chiefs will have that for you here on k-man and tomorrow a triple header of nfl playoff games for you steelers at the bills packers at the cowboys and rams at the lions will have all those games for you tomorrow uh, right here on news radio k-m-a-n coming up next We'll talk with Clifton Clyde girls coach, Kernan Wirtz. That's all coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by WTC Communications. Back here on Scoreboard Saturday, our final segment here on this Saturday morning. News Radio KMAN, AJ Shaw with you in studio. For our final segment, we sat down with Clifton Clyde girls coach, Kernan Wirtz. We sat down with Mitch Fortner. Coach Wirtz's team, of course, off to a very good start. Clifton Clyde is usually a very good basketball program. And Mitch had an opportunity, like I said, to sit down with Coach Wirtz. 
Mitch Fortner on Scoreboard Saturday with Clifton Clyde girls head coach Kyron Wirtz here on Scoreboard Saturday. Coach, congratulations on such an amazing start to your season. You are 9-0 and and also a perfect record uh, so far in TVL play. Uh, Twin Valley Tournament, unfortunately, the first round today has been postponed, so not sure quite yet when you'll play your first game there. But, I mean, a 9-0 and start, that's, a, that's an amazing start. Take me through, you know, what has your team done so well through nearly the first half of the season to be at such a hot start? We've kind of built off the last couple of years. Uh, we've had we've had good starts the last couple of years. Um, we, uh, I said last year we went into the tournament nine and zero as well, and uh, we ended up the four seed. Uh, this year we ended up the one seed. We we started we started uh, doing the tournament based on power points, kind of like Nebraska does. So it's a little bit different, and so our strength of schedule plays in. So it's kind of a little bit of a crapshoot on how that works out. But yeah, this year we got the one seed. Um, we we took a little different uh, approach to our scheduling this year. We we switched tournaments around. Uh, preseason tournaments and we played down in Harrington this year and we got a couple two A schools on the schedule and, and that helped us a little bit and uh played played a good Chase County team early on. I think they're six or seven and one. Uh we played a good Sacred Heart team early on. Uh I think they're five and four, you know, in two A and played some good good teams too. So we've we've uh, kind of bumped up the schedule a little bit there and that's helped us out with our uh with our preseason scheduling and getting that one seed in the TVL tournament. So Now, with your team individually, I'd like to hear about who's been your key contributors. And I, I was telling you off-air how I grew up in, in Morganville, so I'm looking forward to hearing if uh, I recognize some of these last names, which I used to go to Clifton all the time during the summers and, and go swim at the pool. But who have been your uh, okay. your key contributors uh, so far this season? My two leading scorers actually happen to be my two daughters. That, that always helps when you have a coach's yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, my, my senior daughter, she's... Uh, been a first-team All-League TVL player and an All-State player. She's uh, averages about 17, 16 points a game. Uh, kind of does a little bit of everything for us. She's a little taller than the rest of our team. She's five nine, which tells you that our team's not real tall. <laughs> uh, but she's kind of the kind of a forward type of girl. She she can shoot. I think she's shooting fifty percent from the field, um, or from the from the three-point line. About sixty-five percent from the from the field, uh, leading us in rebounds second or third in steals, so she's just kind of an all-around player. Um, you know, our second leading scorer is my sophomore daughter. Um, she's more, she's our, we have two point guards. She's one of our two point guards, um, and she's just, she's a really good athlete. She was uh, third in the state in 100 meter as a freshman. She was second in the long jump as a, as a freshman placed in the triple jump. Uh, so she's just real fast, athletic kid, and she's averaging like about 17 points a game and four steals, so. Uh, those two are our two leading scorers. Um, our, our third player, we kind of have three you know, that are our main main scorers, main go-to. And the third one is uh, Lily Steinbrock, and she's actually uh, Coach uh, Russ Steinbrock, the football coach's daughter. She's a junior, and she's just a lights-out defender, really athletic kid, um, passes the ball real well, and just great, great all-around player for us. So those are kind of our three leading scorers. Um, you know, if we need a bucket, those are the ones that are probably going to get it. But we have a nice combination between other kids too that are kind of helping out. Well, you've been—you told me off air—you've been the head coach at Clifton Clyde now for eleven years. Have you, since your daughters are now at the varsity level? I mean, have you been coaching them since they were real little? Yeah, this group of girls that we have—we started in about third grade, and you know, kind of played and and had a good group of parents that you know had a couple different parents coach them. I coached them and. And we've just played a lot, and they've just all kind of kind of gravitated towards basketball and and played played a lot. 
Uh, they had a nice volleyball season. They ended up fourth in state in volleyball, so that was a that was a big plus, and we kind of rode that momentum into basketball. Well, again, Coach, congratulations on the 9-0 start. I've been asking the coaches that we've had on the show today about what the news that Keisha passed along a couple of days ago, and that is that starting with next season's basketball year, that it's a school-by-school thing. If you want to adopt it, you can try it out, and that is having a 35-second shot clock. Now, I don't know if a whole lot of 1A schools are going to be adopting this yet, but if you had a say, would you want to try out the shot clock next year? Well, luckily I'm the athletic director too, so <laughs> I have a say. You know, we've been uh, we've been kind of progressive here. Like I said between the boys' coach and I and our and our principal, he's our superintendent too, and he played college basketball. And our our junior high principal, he played college basketball. So we kind of are all basketball guys, and, and we've talked about how Kansas needs to move the game forward. And, and honestly, we when the, when the news broke, and we really didn't have a idea that was going to break or you know that was going to happen and i texted him i said oh i've got the shot clocks ordered so um i wouldn't be surprised if you know if we didn't give it a try uh, i think it'd be a, a neat thing and we're kind of a fast-paced team and, and like to get up and down the court and like to see new things so i i wouldn't you know i wouldn't put it past us trying it Mitch Fortner with Clifton Clyde girls head coach Kyron Wirtz here on Scoreboard Saturday. Coach, to wrap up, let's just take a look at the uh, the TVL tournament, which was scheduled to start today. That's been postponed, obviously, due to the weather. Everybody having to deal with postponements right now. But uh, you are the one seed heading into this tournament. Is the mentality about you know you have a target on your back? Everybody wants to beat the top team and be the champions. You know, I don't I don't know that we're the target yet. We still are, you know, the team that hasn't proven it yet. As far as we haven't won the tournament, we haven't uh, won the state tournament. We have Hanover, um, who you know has won Class D two multiple times, defending champion last year. They, I think, they finally lost the first league game in about two years. Um, Frankfurt girls, who I picked uh, to be the top team in the league, uh, was third in state last year, knocked us off twice last year, uh, and Donovan West, who won the Class 1A state last year, uh, is still in the league, obviously, and Centralia, who probably has the best player in the league, um, they're 6-1, so honestly, the the league is super, super tough, um, throw Valley Heights in there, they're they're right behind us, they're like 7-0, and and they're ranked in 2A, and they went to the Class 2A state tournament last year, I believe, so it's going to be really tough, honestly, the quarterfinals of the girls. On our side of the bracket, you could have Frankfurt versus Hanover. Both teams win in the second round, and that's the number four team in Division One and the number three team in Division Two matching up in the quarterfinals. So, pretty tough tournament. I, I said in the case article that I think it might be tougher than the state tournament. You know, take away one or two teams, just total depth. Yeah, no doubt. And these teams know each other quite well. And coach, I just want to, before we wrap up, congratulate you once again on your 9-0 start. And I've noticed as well, your last four games, or actually I should say, uh, seven of your last eight games have been away from home. So you guys have been road warriors so far this year. And that continues with the TVL tournament. But coach, best of luck the rest of the way and uh, hope to catch up with you soon. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot, Mitch. Uh, Anytime we can get some publicity, we'll take it. Once again, that is Clifton Clyde girls basketball head coach Kyron Wirtz here on Scoreboard Saturday. Back to A.J. Shaw. Once again, thank you to Mitch Fortner helping us out. I was under the weather yesterday, and Mitch did a great job to help me out and reached out to some of the coaches. And We appreciate those coaches sitting down with us and talking about it. It's always great to hear how those teams are doing and give people that may not be familiar with those different programs how their season is going. So thanks to Mitch, thanks to Troy, who was able to sit down in our first segment with Scott Mall, the Manhattan girls coach. Uh, and we're going to keep on doing this every single week, sitting down with 
different coaches from every uh, from different programs get kind of an insight on how their seasons are going and that's pretty much what we're going to be doing going forward the rest of the way so coming here to the final minutes of our program this week just a couple of notes that i want to make here of course six o'clock tonight here on news radio can don't pay for peacock folks we have the chiefs playoff game for you starting with the six o'clock pregame chiefs and dolphins seven o'clock kick here on Cayman at 12:30, women's basketball. Boy, they are playing great. They're on a winning streak. They bring in. They have their toughest test, I would say, so far, taking on number 10 Texas. That will be a 12:30 pregame here on Cayman, and then we'll join the men who are down in Lubbock today at around three o'clock here on Cayman as they take on Texas Tech. So busy sports day for us. We have a triple header of playoff games, of course, tomorrow here on Cayman. Steelers at the Bills are first. Pacers are. It says Pacers for some reason, Packers at Cowboys, and Rams at Lions. So that'll start tomorrow at noon here on News Radio KMAN. So definitely, if you want to listen to some playoff football or K State sports, tune in. It's going to be uh, very exciting stuff. We got a lot of sports for you on here, a lot of K State, a lot of NFL. And uh, we're going to have March Madness potentially later this year. So we got a lot of great stuff coming up here in the sports department at Cayman. It's been a pleasure as always. Once again, thank you to the coaches that are able to sit down with us. Thank you to Mitch Fortner. Thanks to Troy Coverdale for helping us out this week. We'll be back next week, same time, same place, 8 o'clock here for Scoreboard Saturday here on News Radio KMAN. More interviews, more up to the minute stats and standings for you, just like we do every single week on Cayman. That's going to do it here for me. Thanks, of course, to WTC Communications as well, our sponsor. Have a great week, everybody.